Five to go. Lewis has been awesome. Let's it go. Inbounds Turner, left side of the backcourt. Turner crossed the timeline, throws it from high on the right. He, he makes it! He hit it, he Evan Turner! It. He hit it just inside of half court! Lane's on the other wing. He finds oh! 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 Sent it in, Jerome! <laughs> College basketball! This is March Madness! Oh my goodness, yes it is. We are living in it. We're a little pissed off because the Buckeyes aren't in the Sweet 16, but... You know, we got to keep watching anyway. The love of the event, the love of the grand stage, it does not go away just because the home team is out. I'm Timmy Hall. My friend, Evil Bald Colin, is back there. He is, like, watching game tape. He's correcting his brackets. He's seeing if he could re-bracket whatever he's trying to do. He's try- He's going to do it. So we're going to do... He and I are going to bring you the podcast tomorrow. We've got we've got content coming out of our eyeballs here. So what you're about to get here on the podcast, because I'm not sure... Uh, the other places where you can get it. You know, if you just want the audio version, if you're in your car or you're in a place where you're working out and you're not really looking to watch something, we have done a a March Madness roundtable with our friends at 10TV. It's the sportscasters Dom Tiberi, Dave Holmes, and Adam King. It's our Buckeye basketball player friend, Joey Lane from the Towel Gang. He's awesome. And myself, so you'll get 18 minutes or so of content there talking about the Buckeyes run and the Big Ten. And you're also going to hear from a couple fan personalities that I like. Chops. Hi. Big Iowa guy, Chops. Very upset. Pissed off at Fran about how it ended. And T-Bone, who is a big college basketball slash NBA guy. So we'll take a look at some of these guys that the Buckeyes have had moving on, possibly to the next thing. EJ, for sure. Not sure about Malachi Branham. So again... Enjoy this. You're getting the full episode of Monday Madness right here. And then tomorrow, mean, evil, bald Colin back in the saddle with everything we've got to break down. I mean, just the way that Sunday finished, right? The heart, the hustle, the TCU Horned Frogs giving Arizona all they can handle. But Matherin, holy cow, that guy, what a performance. So here we go. Going to kick it to our show Monday Madness. It's a lot for you to digest. I hope you enjoy it. Ah, March. The birds are chirping, things are blooming, people are sneezing, and we're knee-deep in college basketball. It's time for Monday Madness. Here's your host, Timmy Hall. Oh, wow. What a lovely introduction that is. I'm sorry to say that we're not talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes dancing on to the Sweet 16. That is still a box we desperately need to check here as a program. But this is a show that is also dedicated to March Madness lovers in general, in addition to folks who follow Ohio State hoops. We'll talk a lot about the Buckeyes. We'll talk a lot about the tournament, so settle in. It'll be a great hour. It'll be split between some of our buddies here at the fan. We're all talk to, hi, I'm Chops, about his Iowa Hawkeyes and what the hell happened there, like what happened with the rest of the Big Ten. Chops also has a two-TV setup that we got to talk to him about. Must be nice. And T-Bone from Common Man and T-Bone, he will be here as well. We're sort of going to take a look at EJ and Malachi, the NBA dudes that we know play or played for the Ohio State Buckeyes, but we'll start it off with some bits and pieces of our 10 TV 97.1 The Fan 
March Madness Roundtable. Dom, Dave, and Adam are there. Joey Lane, of course, is there. So we'll start it off. It's a lot of Buckeye talk. Take it away, Dom. Well, the Buckeyes' road to the Final Four has ended in Pittsburgh. Hello, everyone. I'm Dom Tiberi. Welcome to our NCAA Basketball Tournament Roundtable, joined by Dave Holmes and Adam King of 10TV, along with former Ohio State basketball player Joey Lane, along with Timmy Hall of 97.1 The Fan. Dave, uh, the Buckeyes bounced from the tournament. Second round, losing to Villanova in Pittsburgh. Uh, they made it close late, but couldn't close the deal. Um, as you look at it, what was the difference in this game? The difference was the moment Kyle Young laid on the court for me because they made the great comeback. You can break it down in two different ways. One, you dug too big of a hole to get out of. But once you cut it to two, that's really no longer a story because you got out of it. So it's when Kyle Young goes down, they had all the momentum. We saw in round one what a key player he was. And to me, that's almost the story of the season is the splits with Kyle, without Kyle. They were a different team. He was a glue guy. They had good scores and Malachi and EJ, but he was the guy that held it all together, and I think that was the key to the game. Don't want to make injuries an excuse here because Villanova is a better team. I mean, the Villanova is going to win this game eight out of ten times. The beauty of March is you can win it even that one time when you get the shot, but I think yeah. that was the key. Well, and, and it's not an excuse when it's a fact. Joey, how would you describe this season? Would it be fair to say a season of what could have been and what we thought was going to be? Yeah, I mean, just total what-ifs everywhere, left and right. I, I, you look at Justice Suing, right? I mean, the coaching staff built the offensive game plan around him being one of the primary ball, ball handlers for the team. You lose him for the whole season, not even talking about Seth Towns, not even talking about Zed Key for stretches, Kyle Young for stretches. The team was at full strength was as good as just about any team in the country, and we just never got to see it. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's still a super, super successful season nonetheless. Any year you get to the NCAA tournament, any year you win in the NCAA tournament, it's hard to do that. Uh, and with a depleted roster at times, it was pretty impressive that we got that done. All right, Adam, I know you've been digging, and I know you also said, hey, just because he went showed up at senior day doesn't mean – E.J. Liddell has to leave. What do you think the chances are? And he was not committal. He was not. Com he, he, he wasn't ready to say. He says, "I still got to think about it." What are the chances E.J. Liddell comes back? What are the chances uh, Malachi Branham come back? Um, the chances E.J. Liddell comes back. I mean, you can never say 100% he's not, but he is 100% not coming back. He will not be in a Buckeye jersey next year. And why not say it yesterday? Why not say it? Because I mean, he participated I think it's a, in senior day. I think it's a respect thing. I think it's his way of, of paying homage to this season before he moves himself along. Obviously, yesterday was about Ohio State. And when you go to the pro, it's more about you. And I think he wanted yesterday to continue to be about the team. Now, while we're talking, there could be a tweet out there. It's coming. There's a, a long tweet, a paragraph written with a picture of EJ in the corner shooting a three, and it says, thanks so much, <laughs> yeah. Buckeye Nation. We have graphics now for everything. We have graphics beautiful for everything. Graphics. The other one that Buckeye Nation really needs to think about is Malachi Branham. And, wow, how did we get here? I mean, what a freshman year he's had to even put himself in this situation. I think Malachi Branham returning is the difference between this team being, this team being a preseason top ten team and this team being a top 30 team. With the recruits coming in, if you add Branham, you add Suing, I know there's a lot of frustration within Buckeye Nation right now with Holtman and all of that in the, the one and dones and winning one game and not getting the second weekend. The team next year with Malachi Branham on the roster is more than capable of getting to the second weekend and making news. 
All right, Timmy, you are a uh, person of the people. You have your finger on the pulse of the community. <laughs> sure, um, sure, yeah. I don't know <laughs> if you've noticed, say. but Coach Holtman is taking some heat on social oh, media. Why I don't know Holtman if you guy. noticed that. I just, uh, why am I the Holtman guy every time? Well, because you, you give good answers. Anyways, <laughs> Tim, fans don't want to hear excuses. But facts are facts, my friend, and I'm going to give you facts. This team thought they were going to have Justice Suing. Didn't have him injured. They thought they were going to have Seth Towns. Didn't have him. You take out Kyle Young. You take out Zed Key, and this is not the same team. And I agree 100% with Dave Holmes that when Kyle Young went down yesterday, that was the dagger. They're not excuses if they're facts, right? No, they are facts. I, I agree with what you're saying. And I would love to see this program. I would love to see this team have a year without the bad luck. And, and I know, I hear you, you know, Buckeye fans that, that have a lot of passion and intensity for this team. I hear what you're saying when you're going to say every team in the country has injuries. But as Joey Lane was, was breaking it down, these are pretty important players. They were building a lot of the offense around Justice Suing. It's been such a long time since he's played that a lot of us Buckeye fans forget who that guy actually was and what he could do. He is a stout rock of a player that can rebound, that can attack the basket, that can hit free throws, that can hit a three. He plays really solid defense. He was, he was paramount to what you're going to be able to do. The other side of, of this coin is... You know, you're, you're looking at a 10-year drought now of going to a Sweet 16. Holman's only responsible for five of those. There's also a big difference between, you know, being one and done in the NCAA tournament and winning a game most every year, which they've done three out of four times. They've come up short. Look, they have. It is what it is. A lot of people are going to point to things within the season of how they, they fall apart late in games or they make a lot of mistakes. And I think we do get one-dimensional in that we pay so much attention to our own team that we don't realize that these are issues that a lot of college basketball teams face. I think pressure is mounting. I think the pressure is there, and that's okay as we go into year six to get a championship, to when you have that three-quarter mark where you think you could win a regular season championship or contend for a Big Ten tournament title, it's time to get to doing that. I just I can't join the the fire crowd when we got a coach that's made eight NCAA tournaments in a row. I count the pandemic season because they were a 100% lock. I can't get there. It's fair to criticize. It's fair to ask for a little bit more. But I'm in the camp of keep going. Just let's go another couple years transition with a big freshman class. Let's see what they can do and what the portal brings us. You know, Dave. Um you, you think about Villanova, the team that beat Ohio State, and Jay Wright, who now everybody thinks is you know one of the best coaches in the country, and he is, two national titles, he struggled in the beginning, and it took him a while to get there. And Chris Holtman says, hey, I think we're on the right track. With that said, nine teams from the Big Ten got in the tournament. Seven of them knocked out. Only two are left, Michigan and, uh, and uh, uh, Purdue. Uh, it's not easy to win in this tournament. Just ask Kentucky and Coach Calipari. I mean, I think he's a Hall of Famer, right? Mm -hmm. um, what, what does that say to you? I mean, I understand expectations, but is Tom Izzo a bad coach? I mean, is Coach Calipari a bad okay. coach? So I know, we're, I know. First off, you're leading the witness. I'm just, I'm just asking a question. <laughs> I know the point you're these, trying these to guys make. These guys have won championships. Come on, that's, yes. we're trying coach, to get to something coach for the has first also been time. Knocked out in the first round. So yes, Hall of Fame coaches win national championships. Yeah. Can lose in the first round. Chris Holtman's not there. 
yet. He has to do a little bit more than that. As far as the Big Ten, I think this shows what I said last week. You asked me, is the Big Ten the best conference? And I said on Columbus Air, not always popular, that it's not. I said the Big 12, Kansas, Texas Tech still alive, and I don't blame Baylor for being a little banged up running into a hot Iowa State team. got there too, dude. Iowa State, thank you. So I, I stand by. In other words, I'm just I'm – basically bragging that I got that one right. Okay. Well, the man to my right, Adam King, I believe, <laughs> no. said... I was going to call myself no, no, out. Hold on. I, last week, I was gonna... Dom said, who's the most likely Big Ten team to make a run? He said, quote, Iowa, and it's not even close. I gave him a look of like, what are you talking are about? Are we sure that the Hawkeyes are done? Yeah. I mean, maybe... Well, it was quick. If you blinked, you missed it. They, they, they were gone. So, no, I think your point is accurate, though, Dom, in that... When you play in a one-and-done, it's not a best-of-seven. Yeah, it's a lot easier for you know, Phil Jackson and for Greg Popovich to always come out on top because they have better teams, better coaching over seven games. It's not the nature of this. Guys like Dean Smith get bounced in round one. So that point is fair, but Chris Holtman needs to get to that second weekend. I do think if Malachi comes back, he's got a do-or-die chance to do that next year because I think you have to next year. Well, I'm with old. that said, Joey, let me follow up. The Buckeyes, they do have a top class coming in next year. If you were Chris Holtman, what would you say to EJ? What would you say to Malachi? Especially, you know, there is NIL money out there now. Can that, can that help sway guys? Yeah, I mean, it's a fair point. I would tell EJ, congratulations on a great career. I wish you all the best in the NBA. I mean, you think that's what he's going to do? Oh, uh, yes, I, I do think I mean, that. you think Chris will do that? Uh, oh, yeah. He, he, I mean, hey, Coach Holtman has been at the forefront of – EJ, this is his last year. EJ, right, thank right, you for all you've right. done. Telling, telling everybody and their mom, like, EJ's gone. Um, with Malachi, it's, it's a little bit different. I mean, there's a lot of positives to returning. Uh, it's hard to sit there as a head coach and say, Malachi, you're a first-round pick. Come back to school. It's hard. It's hard to say that. Malachi, after all the measurables come in, after he goes to the combine, he's going to be a lottery pick. Uh, and it's up to Malachi at that point. Do you value your Buckeye legacy? Do you value an Elite Eight run, a Final Four run, being a Big Ten Player of the Year, being a National Player of the Year candidate? Do you value that? Um, or do you just want to start your NBA career? And in both scenarios, how can you fault the kid? So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, Malachi yeah. is as good as they come in terms of being a player and a person. I trust in whatever decision he makes along with his family and the coaching staff because the beauty of Coach Holman and this staff is it's the same thing with Coach John Calipari. It's the same thing with Coach K. They're going to do whatever is in the best interest of the player. So uh, we'll see what happens. We all are rooting for Malachi to come back. It would be pretty bittersweet if he leaves. Um, but, man, all the fire Holman people would be mad that he got a guy and developed him into a one-and-done, too. Not a bad point by Joey there, and I think I said this before. I would have taken a Sweet 16 run if that meant Malachi leaving because I think it's that important for the program right now. But hopefully he does come back and has one more year of things to accomplish. We keep the conversation rolling, though, as we bring in our guy Chops from Bishop and Friends, who has produced that show. He's a lover of basketball as well, if you didn't know that. And he'll join Monday Madness coming up on The Fan. We're wetting your whistle for all things tournament. You're listening to Monday Madness with Timmy Hall. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on Monday Madness. We are in week two of our three-week run with a little specialty show coming off the weekend of all the great college basketball. I'm Timmy Hall. Thanks for being here. And Chops from Rothman. Nope, not from Rothman and Ice. From Bishop and Friends. There you go. You got it. <laughs> from 9 to noon here on The Fan. Oh, you know, I just have watched so many basketball games. I can't remember what shows people work for. Your brain's just going to mush at this point. Oh, it, my God. It's yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, if this was something that like somehow was consistent, it would be overload. It's it's a lot. The 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 round of thirty two makes it a little bit more manageable, where they give you that like that lead up where it's it you get like two games where there's nothing else on. Yes. Then they start to stagger, and then you got three going at once, and you're like, okay, I can I can deal with that. That uh, that round of sixty four, man, it just keeps coming at you, and you're like, oh, there's another two hour set of four games even after you've watched pretty much all day it's so crazy for me that it's almost a reminder year to year like you mentioned the early games on saturday and sunday every year i find myself looking around like where where's the other games right. why is there, why they're only it's like no dummy that's how it is every year when you get to the round of 32 they get those you know sun shining through the windows daytime games and then they stack it on the back end yeah because i went out and i bought a second tv I, i'd always wanted to do it in the living room wow. get a second tv so must yeah. be nice must be nice Have yeah that kind of money <laughs> so i i went out and i got it and i was like best time to do it and i and i like we i like it was like 90 minutes from like we're gonna go do it to it was mounted on the wall it was a very quick turnaround but so you mounted, so you got a permanent TV that will be mounted on the wall. Yes. I would assume, and because I saw the picture that you posted, yeah, the we older conceal, TV. We need to conceal that cord, by the way. I'm, I'm I know, hoping that was just a quick rush it up there for watching basketball. There's plans for what we're gonna do and everything, okay. but it, we haven't worked everything out because the the previous TV is the one that's still on like an entertainment center, and that one we also want to mount and kind of get them level on the same sides but we bought them out with this tv we put this one up oh so you it's are there. doing the two tv setup yes, permanent there that's the plan you got it going on so that's my idea is like march i mean it works great for march madness it works great for football days but the idea is now we can put something on on the tv that's not sports related and then bam i can just always have the blue jackets game on or a yeah. different basketball game on and that yeah. one can be muted most of the time so we yeah. can watch something especially you know jaylo and i have a lot a lot of shows and movies and stuff we want to watch so it works out perfectly it's exactly what we have in our setup so we've got the TV situation all figured out, Chops. That's good. Now, look, you're a big Iowa Hawkeyes fan. Your family is from there. What the heck happened? Not a good showing for Fran in the first round. No, and I you know, I know it's the, the lame excuse, if this, then that. But the whole game I was watching it, and I was like, I mean, they shot, what, 6 of 29 from 3, which is pretty improbable for them, especially the way they had been playing down the stretch. And the whole game I was watching it, and I was like, if they just made two more of these, they probably would have had a, a small lead most of the game and probably would have won. If they had made five more and gone 11 of 29, which is not out of the question at all for them, they would have cruised to victory. But instead, it was their, I think it was their worst shooting performance. It was their second lowest point performance of the year. It was one of Keegan Murray's uh, lower, eh, maybe not him. Uh, now I might he be getting. He was the one guy that seemed to get Yeah, it now going I might there. be getting Caitlin Clark mixed up. She had her lowest scoring output as the Iowa women lost on Sunday in the women's incredible right she's been so fun to watch so kind of the the men's and women's team who both won the Big Ten tournament had a similar outing they at least made it to the the second round the women's team but now they're both gone it really is crazy to see you know teams that are so hot at the end of the season and then they go in and something happens in that first round matchup and Richmond wasn't even going to get in unless they made yeah. a run and won the A10 tournament and they did and that Gilliard the big guy with the long hair and the beard he was playing his heart out against Iowa and they defended that's the one thing they defended and it looked like Iowa's defense got lax which is really the MO of their program but the reason I you know people started picking them is because with Perkins in the lineup they and Keegan Murray's a willing defender. He's a great defender. 
they seemed to be doing it well enough. They were yeah. a different defensive team in this hot stretch, and then that seemed to go away against Richmond. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like you were going to have to score 80 to beat Iowa, but then right. one, one game where they're playing a, a pretty good defensive team and it, it just slows down just enough. That was the probably for me like the most frustrating part is watching the other upsets of the days. You felt like, at least from an offensive standpoint, it's like, man, this St. Peter's team, look at what they're yeah. able to do. out, And, you know, just some, like, really impressive things. And, like, it's not like Richmond looked like this world beater and, like, where did this team come from? Iowa just wasn't hitting its shots, which I think was a factor from Richmond, but it's not as exciting in the same way that, like, a team that comes out and they're just throwing, you know, they're just making all these threes, and you're like, where did this team come from? It was a mucked-up game. Yeah. Yeah, Iowa was knocked off of the Iowa that they had been for the last eight to ten games down the stretch, and a team that ran through the Big Ten tournament and scored, what did they hit, 112 points? Well, because they came out out in the second half, and they had an 11-2 run. McCaffrey uh, hit two of them, two threes, and it was like, okay, this is what we were – looking at and it, it looked like because they had done the same thing like in the Indiana game in the Big Ten tournament mm-hmm. that Saturday yeah, game yeah. where like they trailed the whole time but then all of a sudden bam 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 they they get like three out of four threes in four straight possessions yeah. and they kind of find ways to take over and you thought maybe that's when it's going to happen but then they went on another drought there and here we are. So he's chops from Bishop and Friends he's kind enough to join us here tonight on Monday Madness we have no more Buckeyes Obviously, that sucks. That's right. that is what it is. You ran into Villanova and Jay Wright. You cut that thing to two. Is is there a depression mode for you? I know you're a big Iowa guy, but you're a big Ohio State guy too, clearly. And we love following them. Will you still be into the tournament now that they're out? Yeah, I'll definitely still be into the tournament. Um, my bracket is completely busted, so I'm not really <laughs> I worried. I hate my bracket. <laughs> I want my bracket to fail. You know what I'm finally going to do for the Big Ten's sake? I'm going to not pick any Big Ten. I'm going to pick zero Big Ten teams to go to the Sweet 16 next year, and then five will make it through. I guarantee it. <laughs> That's what you'll do just to flip it around. Mm-hmm. for. Iowa was a lot more disappointed because it really felt like they could be like a final four type run. I mean, they were kind of the popular pick after the big 10 tournament. Yeah. Um, So Ohio state, it was nice to get the one win. And like, I wanted them to make the sweet 16 and I actually picked them to go there, but I didn't have super high expectations just the way this, the season ended and, you know, running into Villanova in the second round, I thought maybe they could beat Villanova. They didn't get it done. It is, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's a downer there to end the season the way they did. But I mean, it just comes down to my biggest thing watching them over the last few weeks has just been the apprehension to shoot from the other guys. It's all Malachi and EJ now because I was looking through the box score. Nobody besides uh, Kyle Young shot more than five shots and nobody besides Eugene Brown made more than two besides Kyle, EJ and Malachi. You know, I had this thought run through my head and it's because it's been so centered on EJ and Malachi that you know, I think the madness crept up in me when they cut it to two, but I wasn't dead set that they were going to be able to pull it off because we've known what kind of team they were, and that's a really good Villanova team mm-hmm. that was likely going to buckle down and take care of business down the stretch, and they did. You know, Hall of Fame coach, better players across the board, four did guys that can score double figs. They're the top free throw shooting I team. In, yeah, ever. Did they ever? If they oh, finish it ever? Ever if they, they finish it, it off here. They said it a, a hundred times yeah, during the broadcast. Well, you didn't seem to know that it was ever. No, I didn't know it was ever. I guess I didn't. <laughs> they were shoving that in your face. I was, you're right. You're talking about depression mode. When it went to 15, I was just kind of like, eh, it's, oh, yeah, it's over. Yeah. But then I, you know, you, you always convince yourself to get back into it. But the point I was going to make is this time around, I didn't really have, I wasn't overfilled with faith. I enjoyed the grit that they showed to get back into the game. Mm-hmm. 
when it was year one in the Holtman regime and the Kate Bates Diop team took Gonzaga down to the wire after losing, after trailing 15 0, if you recall, out of the gates yeah. in that second round matchup against the Zags. Kate Bates Diop hit a three that I think gave the Bucks a five point lead. That, in my heart, I knew that Ohio State was winning that game. It wound up being wrong, clearly. <laughs> But I'm just saying my perception, what I knew at that time, because that was a 15-3 and Ohio State team, how you have a record that good and don't win a Big Ten championship stinks, right? But yeah. that was a team that had four guys that averaged in double figures. Caleb Wesson was the fourth. And then Cam Williams gave you a nice nine or so per game. That's the difference. That don't team have had that options. This year. Yeah. It didn't happen, and, and you got to get it back, and that's the next step. Well, Chops, I really appreciate it. You know, you're a fun guy. You're a fun guy around the station. Oh, thanks, Tim. Yeah. Monday Madness, some fun guys on here. Really, anything that you want to talk to, you can go to Chops, and he'll have options. He'll have opinions I'll have for an you. opinion. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's great. That's what's great. So congrats on your two-TV setup. I'm oh, happy you. for you. Yeah, I don't think I didn't notice you mentioned your two-TV setup. Must be nice. <laughs> right. I've had mine for longer. Yeah, there Must you go. Must be nicer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chops, thanks a lot, man. And we're going to keep the college basketball conversation going. Going to talk a little bit about the guys that will be going pro for Ohio State or guy we think will be going pro as T-Bone from Common Man and T-Bone joins us as Monday Madness rolls on on the fan. You're listening to Monday Madness. There's no such thing as too much tournament talk. Here's Timmy Hall. It is Monday Madness here on The Fan. Thank you, guys. Thanks to all of you fine college basketball fans for joining us on this journey through March. I'm Timmy Hall. Another guy that loves the March Madness is T-Bone from Common Man and T-Bone, the most popular sports talk show ever from 3 to 6. I don't know about that. You are right in it's the most popular at 3 to 6 on this radio station because it's the only one at 3 yeah, to 6 on this sure. radio station. I agree with that. How so, you doing, man? I'm good. Uh, it was a, a fun weekend of watching ball, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the fact that we're back to the normal schedule. We're back to full barns again for all this stuff. Like This year with brackets, I got way more excited. I know you live in like March bracket excitement land. You're more but fulfilled. The last couple of years, it was just like, I know we're doing it and I hope it goes well. No, we last, didn't do it the last, last couple of years. years. Last yeah, year we lost we did one. It. it was the worst right. day of my life. Right. Last year we had the brackets, but they were like Friday to Monday and it still just felt off. Oh, I don't know why. It weird. felt off. So it's nice to be back on the regular schedule with full fans back in all that stuff. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, T-Bone. The madness is back for real and just watching games in cities and sites again it got me thinking about next year how you won't have to really travel if you love this stuff college basketball first and second rounds march madness back at nationwide arena and it gets me thinking too about you know how great the big 10 tournament is in indy you know people really never think about that but what an awesome place columbus would be this city would be an awesome this city host. would be fine at hosting that awesome i totally host. agree with you You've got the hotel rooms. You've got the infrastructure. You've the got the convention center. Yeah, you're good. You could do all that right there at Nationwide. Let's make it happen. Yeah, it would be great. You lead so, the charge. I'll be right there with y- you. You will. So, Bone, one of the things that we talk about a lot is, you know, we, we like to look at these players, you know, specific players and think about their NBA futures. 
we we spent a lot of time talking about that. You know what Jaden Ivy and his uh, Ja Morant, you know, imprints are. Yeah. And now we're talking about Malachi and EJ for Ohio State and how they go forward. I think we both a hundred percent expect Malachi to test the waters. Where are you percentage wise that he stays in the NBA draft when it's all said and done? Man, obviously not having any inside information. I'm not reporting anything. I don't know anybody that knows him. None of that stuff. Uh, this is just my looking at it from the outside in. I really feel like it's a it's a 50-50 coin flip right now because he has the measurables that look good to an NBA scout, I feel like. Yeah. It's got the right, yeah. you know, the body type for it, all that stuff. He obviously is tremendously skilled. You can see all that too. And I think depending on the team, there will be teams that look at him and say, we bring him in late first round. We have him play, you know, some minutes or maybe it's a bad team and he plays a little bit more. But but he could he could grow into an NBA star, I feel like, for the right team if you get the right coaches and all that stuff. That all said, his game is still extremely raw for the things you have to do at the NBA level to be an elite player. He has to work on his outside shooting. That has to improve. It's not bad. It's just not quite to where I would think the NBA ranges right now yeah. for a guy of his size. Defensively, He's got to work on that too. He's got to be better at that. And I think he just has to be more consistent with being a facilitator because when he gets locked into that and when the offense runs through him, he shows the ability to make that happen. He does also have some turnovers and it can be a little up and down. So could he learn all that at the NBA level? Of course. But I, I so that's why I say it's 50 50 where I could see how he may feel like my game is ready. I can get paid. I'm going to go. I can also see the I, the benefit of staying another year, getting some more seasoning in college. Um, I wouldn't blame him either way, whatever he decides to do. He's a tremendous talent. And the thing I will say I like the best about his game that I think translates so well at the NBA is when he is at his best, he does not let people speed him up. He does not get too rushed. Yeah, he, does he not has make, pace to his he, game. He can get in there and kind of slice into the lane, but be under control see what's the defense is doing, make the right read, make a good pass or cut to the rim, float a 12 foot floater or dunk it, whatever he's got to do. But like when he is fully in, when he's fully seeing the game, he can be that elite level player. It's just a level of consistency right now. Cause he's young and that'll, that'll come with time. Yeah. You know, I think he had a, a fantastic offensive game, you know, clearly against Villanova. He, he, did. he led the Buckeyes in scoring. He was the guy that was hitting shots when the team needed a jolt and Villanova was still keying on him and they knew exactly mm -hmm. where it was going to come from. The thing that concerns me. And I, I said on Twitter a couple weeks ago that I was 70, 30, that he comes back for another year just because I, I do think and my opinion hasn't changed that another year could be great for him and he could highly raise his stock and become a lottery pick with another year. But now after seeing the stretch run, I'm not, I, I'm almost 70 30 the other way just because I need to, you know, and you've taught, we've talked a lot in the last two weeks since I tweeted that it's just sort of the way of the world now. And I think of all these other examples of Ohio state players that I also thought the same thing that coming back would be a great benefit to their game. And they still decided to leave and Malachi's his own person too. But 
I remember this interview that he did with Dave Holmes from 10 TV on one of the, the coaches show. And he was, it was kind of joking and they were laughing it up. And Dave had a joke about Kyle young being here for 17 years. That's going to be you right. And it's not like he said, I'm definitely leaving, but it was like, I do not want to be here that long. You know, no, it's just, no, these guys have the NBA hanging in front of them. And, it, that doesn't, if, but that doesn't mean to be fair to him that he's looking to get out as soon as possible. I'm not just saying meant, that. I'm not right, saying I know. that. that. I'm just that, saying for a gifted player, yeah. I lean towards if if he tests the water, which I I'd be shocked if he didn't test the oh, waters. He, he should. Like he's it definitely would, doing that. It would not be in his best. It would be in his best yeah. interest to test the waters, of course. But I I guess what I'm saying is if the, if he gets something that is late first round, like there's if they say there's a chance you could be in the first round, yeah. I'm 70-30 that he would go, that he would go well, to the NBA. Because that's those, just the way people, things are today. For people who don't follow the NBA or don't know how that works, you get drafted in the first round, very likely you're going to make the roster, very likely they're going to be invested in you for a few years, and even if you struggle right out of the gate, they are going to keep you around, even if they have to send you to the G League here or there, stuff like that. Yeah. You go yeah. in the second round, that that is that is much more tenuous as far as whether mm-hmm. or not they're going to keep you or whether or not they're going to cut you loose, and then you end up in Europe. Not that that couldn't eventually work out till he gets back to the NBA. Lots of guys have done that too, but I wouldn't be surprised if a player of his skill level just decides it's time to start making money on my basketball exactly. talent. That's what and it I'll, is. And I'll get those other parts of my game better as I go learn how to do it in the NBA. You know, if you got a chance to learn that on the job, I will never forget. I was, I was going to college for radio. Yeah. And the place where I was volunteering as an intern had an opening and they offered me an on-air spot paid with benefits, full-time job. But they said, you know, it's going to be eight, 10 hours a day. You're going to have to do a lot of weekends. Probably will be hard for you to do that and full-time student at school. And I said, well, I'm going to school to learn how to do radio. And they said, well, you got to decide what you want to do. It's probably not right for you if you want to stay in school. And I said, well, I'd rather, I know I'm not ready to be an on-air radio host fully as good as I could be. But they're offering me a chance to learn right now, and they're going to pay me. So I took it. You took and it. I went. Like and I left. At, and look at you now. No, that stopped. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm just no, saying. Oh yeah. I really. literally I left college to go get a job and to go In your do field, the profession to that money, I wanted to, to get do. Paid. Yeah. I get it. I get it. And, and again, it was it was not for anything close to millions of dollars. No, so no. And I'm just I saying. I can't blame guys who have that opportunity. I never will hold it over a guy who chooses to do that. We've just had many guys and I got to let you go here. We've had many guys that could have gotten better with eligibility left. Even K debates. Yeah. We've had a lot of guys just choose to leave even to be guaranteed second rounders. Yep. So yep. Caleb to a recent one. So it LaQuinton Ross, it happens. And, and this guy will be much, much better. So it'll have a lot to do with uh, how the madness looks next year for Ohio state and what the roster construction looks like, which will be a lot of the talk in the off season, but bone, Keep enjoying the NCAA tournament, man, all the way to the end. Same to you. That's our friend T-Bone. And before we finish up here on Monday Madness, we'll go back to our roundtable with our friends from 10TV, as well as Joey Lane, discuss more Buckeye basketball, and take a look at the Big Ten's woes in this tournament. It's Monday Madness here on The Fan. One more segment to go. We're wetting your whistle for all things tournament. You're listening to Monday Madness with Timmy Hall.
You guys know how much I love basketball. I am a kid in the candy shop. It's Christmas morning every single day throughout this time of year. I'm that rare bird. I still find enjoyment in it, even when the team that we follow, the team that we love is knocked out. It's that great of a stage. It's unbelievable. It's totally different than all of the weak bowl games that we get in the middle of the pack that no one really cares about unless you're a degenerate college football fans. This all matters. Every single thing in the NCAA tournament matters. That's why when we talk about strength of a conference and how you perform at this stage, we got to sort of have that discussion. Can you be the best when you don't make it through in the NCAA tournament? Because this is the last thing and it matters to everybody. So we will go back to our roundtable discussion with our friends from 10TV, Dom, Dave, and Adam, and of course, Joey Lane. I want to thank T-Bone and Chops for jumping on the program as well. We get into some of that conference discussion here. I'll kick it back to Dom to Barry. All right, Adam, I, I know you're That's over there. You've been, you've been waiting for your chance. You were a bit besurged by someone. I mean, just I, was, yeah, I, I mean I'm, I'm just saying it was an unprovoked attack. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Thank what you. I want to say is, uh, <laughs> and, and I'm not going to play what you said last week. I'm going to ask you again, was the Big Ten as good as we thought? Nine teams getting in. Only two have survived, sir. Uh, please explain yourself. I would just like to say that normally in a debate, mm-hmm. I get 15 seconds to rebuttal, but somehow you went right to Joey, and I never got to defend myself. This is your chance. Here it is. Central Ohio. It's not going to be 15 seconds. We, <laughs> we have always said that Dave Holmes is a Big 12 homer. We've always <laughs> yeah, known. It's my reputation around town. <laughs> no, I mean, the Big 10 has some explaining to do at this point, mm-hmm. and, and I think this tournament may be the one where we say, okay, you had numerous top 25 teams all season. You beat yourself up. You wear yourself out. All oh, that Big Ten tournament's tough on Iowa. But at this point, when you look at Wisconsin, when you look at Illinois, when you look at Iowa, when you look at Ohio State, I mean, these are teams that we sat in the middle of February saying they could be competing for a one or a two seed right now. And now we sit in the Sweet 16. We haven't had a oh, Big Ten national champion in the since 2000. I mean, that's 22 years we're going on. That's too long to say that you are the best conference and i think the big 12 has earned it i am jumping on the bandwagon with dave holmes we, we have t-shirts the go. big Ten's just got to prove it in the tournament at this point and maybe they will maybe it's purdue fair. makes a run yeah. maybe iowa comes back left for dead and foresight hindsight so, <laughs> foresight <laughs> there's no hindsight. doubt in my mind that the big 10 is the, the deepest conference that's what i said they're exactly. the deepest valid. conference that's in the country top week. to bottom they have guys that can beat any team yeah yep. um but Obviously, they have no national champion, and then this year they don't have the best chance of any conference to win it. Uh, So, rightfully so, they can pass the torch, I guess, but I'll take the Big Ten over anybody. All right, I want to go back to Timmy Hall because he, first of all, the the Buckeye show, give the folks uh, the info on that. When can they hear you? Because you are a man of the people. Every day, the Buckeye show. From when to when? Oh, every day we're on at 6. Sometimes during Blue Jacket season we might be off a little bit early, but every every single weeknight at 6 o'clock we, we are there. And the if start. you're a Buckeye fan, no matter what, that's you're, you're there with the people. Yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not really talking about the Blue Jackets for two hours on that show. It's, it's, it's going to be centralized on the Buckeyes. Hey, women's sense. hockey team. National Way to go. Cool. OSU women's Let's basketball go. team plays tonight. We're, we're yep. hoping, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> there it is. Well, um, Timmy, <laughs> two teams left, Michigan and Purdue. Who has the best chance to survive and make it to the Final Four? And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I have picked Purdue to be there. I've got them going to the Final Four. 
Well, I will tell you, uh, my, my father's not going to agree with me because he's a, he's a not very proud Purdue alum when it comes to watching basketball over the years. He gives up, say, when Purdue's down 6-2 to two in a game. And he texts nice. me and says, I'm going to bed now. We stink. <laughs> we can't get it done. I said, Dad, hold on. Ride this out. You know, you're, you're winning the game at halftime, speaking of the Texas game. And they win. Purdue is going to be my answer there. Michigan's a double-digit seed. Purdue was the cream of the crop all season long. I don't have them going to the Final Four because of their defensive woes. And even Travion Williams, who puts on his dancing shoes as well as anybody, he is fantastic with the footwork. We've been watching him for a while, but he gets caught off guard. He leaves his feet a lot on defense, gives some stuff up. And Ivy's not the best defender, even though he's, he's very Ja Morant-ish. When I mean, how about that, that cockback dunk that he had in the game? Was He's sensational to watch. So Purdue's the answer. Don't think it's going to happen, though. They have a better shot than Michigan. I like UCLA in that region it's now. Rock. They're going to play North Carolina, UCLA. All right, guys, final thoughts. We'll stay with you, Timmy. Uh, who's your favorite to win the title now? Well, my bracket originally, which is a, a terrible bracket, just stay away from that bracket. Arizona was the champ, and what a game they gave us. TCU, the spirit, but Arizona with Matherin showing his strength and how good of a player he is. The Pac-12 gets no love, even though they're a very good conference. Arizona winning it all. Well, Arizona, Joey? Um, I don't know who's going to win the championship. I just really want Duke and North Carolina to play in the Final Four. That's just oh, all man. I want with all my heart. But I'll give you a pick, I guess. I'll take the Zags because that's totally going against what I just said. <laughs> Davey, who wins? Yeah, I mean – he was trying to talk me into Iowa last week. But I, I, are I'm you not there on Iowa? <laughs> you, know, you don't think so? I, I think they're odds not are, even close. I think their odds are plummeting. No, the chalk pick is Gonzaga. I mean, I like Arizona if I try to take someone who's not the chalk pick. But all the metrics are the Zags if they can just get over zagging themselves in the Final Four, you know, one time. Uh, there's kind of, obviously, I, my bracket says Arizona. Um, there are two teams, one that I don't know why no one's talking about, which is kind of surprising, and I haven't even thought of them. It's Kansas. I mean, Kansas has they a great won't. path. Dom says no. Kansas, no. he's a he's a Big 12 doubter. He's every every year they go yeah. down. And he's the one wrong. that I think really could raise the trophy at this and be the sleeper is UCLA. Mm -hmm. I think UCLA could uh, shock a lot of people coming out of that region. Yeah, lost a key player late in the game, ankle, so he's, he needs to be okay. Yeah. I have two brackets left. I have Purdue making it to the Final Four, but my two teams, one has Gonzaga winning it all, the other has Arizona winning it all. Uh, so I'm covered. That would be nice to have two brackets. <laughs> Hey, I mean, did you I risk mean, it all with I that? Mean, I mean, I took Kentucky. I mean, I mean I'm just one. saying, you know. <laughs> the right. autofill bracket feature yeah. was great. Yeah. You also have EJ Liddell coming back. Even the, <laughs> yeah. He went well, through Adam's senior been day. digging. Adam's he, been, I've been digging. digging. I he knew went, EJ Liddell was been digging. digging. He found out he's not he's coming, not back. coming back. back. He went through senior day. Senior day to you is when you get 15% well, off at the buffet. <laughs> senior day to EJ Liddell. But it was like the movie Dumb and Dumber when he said, yeah, there's a chance. EJ plays for the Knicks. He's not. All right, guys, good stuff. Keep it on 10 TV, 97.1 The Fan for all your Buckeye and NCAA tournament coverage. So there it was, folks. That was the simulcast of Monday Madness as heard on The Fan. I hope you enjoyed that. A lot of voices, a lot of different takes, a lot of different perspectives there. And again, me and Evil Bald Column, the old-fashioned podcast, because we're just so freaking busy on a Monday. It's, we're doing so many things like that, like what you just heard. TV, radio, couple shows, all that stuff. So we'll be podding in the traditional form tomorrow. I know he's got a lot to say, games that he loved, what we're looking forward to coming up here in the Sweet 16. Basketball only gets better. Less games, 
but the ball only gets better and it gets more serious. I cannot wait. Thank you for checking us out here on Mad About Hoops. Please give us a five-star rating. Please, please tell your friends who love college basketball. We're here for them all the time. Even in the offseason, we're going to be here. Give it a little uh, five-star review. Tell us something. Write something down in the box there if you're on Apple. And uh, give us some feedback. We can try to do some more things with this. And we, we can't wait. Again, we'll see you next time. Mad About Hoops.